It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Information you want, truth you demand. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Go back to August. Before any of the Republican debates happened, Donald Trump was in the low 50s. Four debates later, after having not attended any of those debates, he's in the high 50s. The other candidates all stuck there in either the low double digits or mired in the single digits without a lot of motion for any of them, despite the fact that a bunch of candidates dropped out. This field winnowed a lot faster than most people thought it would. So that's Rick Klein of ABC. Thought we'd bring that in to kind of lay, uh, lay the down, uh, lay the groundwork for Chris Sununu, the 82nd governor of New Hampshire, who has just endorsed Nikki Haley. We're going to get into that, and he knows the band is, uh, the circus is coming to your town the right after is in Christmas. Town and I got a front row seat. You, you should do. all come up and see the show. And now, uh, first off, your response to what Rick Klein said: you can't really criticize Trump for sitting out the debates. It's been a good strategy for him. There's no doubt. Um, he's he doesn't want to engage in the conversation, and apparently he doesn't have to, to yet uh, until it becomes one on one. And I think the Republican Party can get there. Let's make it a one on one race. Let's give people that get rid of that psych, psychological mess of choice. Right when it becomes one on one, folks really will engage at a much higher level. All right, now I'll tell you the good news. I'm going to go to New Hampshire to cover the primary. So you have something to look forward to. Bring your to. skis, brother. We got right. snow. We got fun. We got snowmobiling. The only time I'm in skis, I had to do two shoots, and they wanted me to do a stand-up, and I stood there in skis. I'm not really a big skier. Yeah. But How about a snowmobile? We'll get you on a snowmobile. That's just fun because, well, you know, you bring your, you be bring your, your beer with you. That would be great. Not but that how do we, we encourage that. But right. But you it, don't discount it. It might be out there. Right? <laughs> you might discount But you actually had a ski resort. Yeah. So I put a group together. We ran Waterville Valley Resort very successfully. And my family is still involved. As governor, I have to keep complete arms How old were you then? Uh, six years before I became governor. So 36. All right. 36 to 42. And then and, I became governor. And then you so it was successful and... Yeah, well, as long as God gives you snow, you can be very successful. If, if God says we're going to give you rain on Christmas, uh, that's when the ulcer comes. Have I mean, you it's, thought it's about a snow machine? Uh, what do you mean, like a snowmobile? No, a snow machine. Oh, have I groomed like, the trail? No, yeah. I mean, can't yeah. you do that? So yeah, what's the big yeah. deal? Just make it. No, I'm. Oh, oh, yeah. But you need you need to have the temperatures. If it's 36 degrees, you can't make snow. Oh, you know, th- you can't even 20... make fake snow. <laughs> no, it's not plastic. We, we're all natural. In New <laughs> See, Asia, I did not so know that. You need about 27 and a half degrees dry, dry bulb temperature to make snow. And right. uh, This is so why so. you didn't have me as a partner. Because that would have been absolutely no help. <laughs> Just go make the snow. Come I know on. it's 42. Just I know turn it's that damn machine on. I know it's July. Uh, don't make excuses. <laughs> Get it done. So why are you uh, – I'm going to talk about you. I cannot believe you're not running for election. Now, number one, you're not running for president and not running for election. Why both those things? Well, a couple things. I fundamentally believe in term limits. We don't have them in New Hampshire, but I've done four terms. I've done eight years. You got to, you know, leave. Because every two years you got to run. It's every two years I have to run, and which is hard in itself, and be the twenty-four-seven governor. Uh, but you know, the job is to leave big shoes to fill and find someone to fill it. We have a great candidate, Kelly Ayotte, is is running for to replace me, the former senator. Sure. Uh, she's going to do a great job. Um, so that's it. And and I want to re-enter the private sector and do fun stuff. And oh, you send, do. Send Fox Nation a resume and see if the no. I, I don't know what I'll do next. I have another year here to figure it all out. But but do you would you love the commentating party? You like the horse race. You like the strategy. Do you like this stuff? Look, I, I, look, I'm the governor of New Hampshire, and w- with all due respect to everyone else, we are in the political mix every single day, right, because we have local control, right, local politics, local debate, what's happening, first in the nation primary, you know, the value of grassroots uh, support, what that means, how to build advocacy and coalition groups. 
So I love that. And, and, and I think there's a, a smart way to do it. I think there's kind of a nationalistic bad playbook that, that folk, people follow too, a little too much of the time. So I'm always at, happy to add my two cents. And it, I'm a Sununa, which means I'm really arrogant and I'm probably correct. Right. And smart, right? <laughs> How go. smart was your dad? Uh, wicked. We say he's wicked smart. What kind of degrees did he get? Uh, he got his PhD in a year out of MIT. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. So your dad uh, is going to be angry at you. Was he angry at you? Did this? Doesn't he love the political process? And now that you're stepping back, he he's likes the lose. Brian Kilmeade show. I'll tell uh, you that he oh, loves it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. He does. He do, he's texting me every day with ideas. Hey, you should say this. And have you talked to them about that? What about this? And then when I, as governor, because I'm still a, I'm still managing the state 24 seven, you know, we'll talk about budgets and balancing budgets and you know how to drive jobs and all that. He always gives advice. My dad will give a, a, advice, and I'm like, wow, that is a great piece of advice. If it was 1987, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to kind of turn into the 2023 version clean up the language a little bit you know modernize it a little bit but he's still but but you you were you were the one who kept him in the game well and and vice versa i tell you what you know what he says to me all the time he goes man he goes it's gonna be great when you stop being governor because i can finally open my mouth again publicly he he says i don't and and rightly so he goes look i don't want to put my foot in your mouth chris right and uh and but he's brilliant at this stuff he knows not that he's just smart but he knows people because as a governor in a small state like New Hampshire, you got to connect with people. You got to have a customer service approach to this stuff. I understand. Uh, so let, let's um, let's hear from Nikki Haley. This is what she's talking about: feeling like she's on a bit of a roll. She has just, by the way, said yes to the CNN debate. Mm. Cut one. Right now, look at the game that the media is giving you. They are going to continue to show you national polls. You know, because you do this, that the polls that matter. If you want to talk about them, are the ones in Iowa, the ones in New Hampshire, the ones in South Carolina. And all of you are now getting involved and getting focused and now handling that. So nothing is what the press tells you. Everything's what we want. You just got to be tough enough to keep pushing through regardless of what they say. And you got to be louder about it. And I'm ask my husband. I have no problem being loud. Right. Uh, so let's just look at those polls, Chris. Uh, in Iowa, the the average, uh, real clear average is 50 to 19.3 for DeSantis. Haley's got 16.7. In your state, Trump 44.3 to Haley 18.7 on average. Christie 13. That's why he thinks he's got a shot in New Hampshire. But that's a huge gap. Oh, no, there's no doubt it, it's a huge gap. But when you talk to the voters... They'll move. About a third of Trump voters said they'd consider someone else. The number one reason why folks are sticking with Trump is they think, well, he's going to get elected. It's inevitable. So if we can show that it's not inevitable, that we do have a one-to-one choice, and I think that happens in New Hampshire. We can hit a big reset button as everything consolidates around Nikki in New Hampshire. Her numbers were moving before I got involved, right? She was moving them. Why? Just as she said, where the conversation is happening, people are going, oh, wow, this is real. This background that she brings to the table, the connectivity – and, and again, it's not here's my answer. We're going to do a one size fits all out of Washington and everyone shall obey big government solutions because even Republicans have a problem with that sometimes. She really, from a governor's perspective, say, let's send it back to the states. Let's send it back to the voters. Let's get people more empowered. And that's that's and for New Hampshire and the live free or die thing. Boy, to have a live free or die state and almost like a live free or die president. Right. She talks about that. That idea is very exciting to people. So here's the thing that we noticed so far is that. She's able to get people that are not never Trumpers that are Republicans, no question, along with DeSantis, right? So if DeSantis goes, we can prove it. I don't know many people that have – who are firmly Trump that say, I'm going to go with Haley just because he's better, because she's better. 
So how do you? And that's why well, I think she's Trump not attacking. Is, yeah, so, she's not. A, that's why she's not go, going after Trump yeah, hard. And she doesn't have to, right? I mean, there's a, everybody knows if if you're if you're really anti-Trump, you're, you're already there. Um, what she's doing is she understands there's a 35 percent floor, right? That's about as low as Trump is going to go. But that means there's 12 or 13 points of Trump's current. Uh, voters that can move over to her. They're going to move over to whoever's in the lead, whoever inspires them and excites them. Um, you know, Chris, God bless Chris Christie. I mean, he's a great friend and he's got like that nuclear version against Trump. And that's his style. They kind of like him in the state. They have yeah. on, on average. He does well. He does well. I think you're going to see a lot of those voters come. I think you're going to see a lot of the DeSantis voters come. Um, things are, her numbers are moving. They're going to consolidate. So 18 today, I, you're not going to see anything move in the next couple of weeks, but I think by early January, you're going to see her up in the, in the potentially in the low 30s. Are you now gonna, it's a game. Are you going to ask Chris to step out? No, I don't need to do that. No. Look, I, I, I might, if I were Chris, I'd watch the polls and see what happens, and he'll make his own decisions. He's a smart guy. So independents can vote, undecideds can vote, but now the and Republicans obviously can vote in the primary. Got it. Just a few days after Iowa, too, which makes you – you have to do your groundwork prior. And yep. we're going to look at those numbers in Iowa and find out. Yeah. But you know what's not, also not happening? A Democrat. The Democrats That's are right. not letting you guys do for the first time ever in modern politics – that you guys are not the first primary, or are you still holding? Of it? course, we're the first in the Asian primary. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. not. But Joe Biden says keep me off. Yeah, and no one cares. I mean, no, Joe Biden is just choosing not to participate. But we are the first in the nation primary for Republicans and Democrats, hundred percent. He's just he tried to make such a stink about it to put himself on the ballot right now would be embarrassing to him because he lost that fight. Right. So he wanted to go to South Carolina. They're not going to do their their vote count because they do it all by mail till like weeks after ours. So, no, we are the first in the nation primary because there's really no race on the Democrat side. All the undeclareds are going to participate on the Republican side. So you have record turnout. Interesting. So what does that mean? Well, that means all those voters are coming. What it could mean is the vast majority of those folks are not Trump voters. They're usually not or massively undercounted in polls, and they're going to come out in droves when they see that Nikki Haley has a shot to do this. It's not just winning for the Republican Party in New Hampshire. Like I said, it's hitting that reset button for the whole country where everyone goes, oh, wait, it's not just Trump-Biden, because nobody wants that ticket. Uh, You know, 70 percent of America doesn't want the Trump-Biden ticket. The party that moves off from their uh, presumptive candidate first, right, if Republicans move off from Trump first uh, or Democrats move off from Biden first, they win. Whoever does it first wins because that's where America goes. Thank you for not giving us yesterday's news. Thank you for not giving us a couple, you know, 80 year old millionaires that are really just out of touch. Trump has done a good job connecting with kind of that gut anger. I mean, let's face it. You know, you have all these folks that built this country, many folks on the manufacturing line, military families who protected this country, law enforcement. They're pissed off and they have every right to be pissed off because you got a bunch of elitists out of Washington, D.C., standing on the shoulders of their families that built this country, telling them how to live their lives. That and from the live free or die, lowercase l libertarian in us, we we get angry. You know, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. In New York, they're talking about your ovens and they're talking about your refrigerators. They're telling you in California you can't get a gas car. So you want it fixed, right? You want inflation fixed? You want those issues fixed? You can't elect the guy in Trump that that brings chaos, massively distracted, and will never be able to get Congress to do anything. But, uh, but Governor, how much – I feel disrespectful. I apologize for that. I'm Chris. Uh, uh, But, Governor, how much of that is just people coming after him? You know some of these attacks on Trump are – unbelievably ridiculous. They're you completely ridiculous. They're politically driven, channels. but they're real, right? They, they're still there. You, he's, you think any Democrat, if we had a massive supermajority in the House, in the Senate, 
Uh, and he could actually build the wall, but uh, he didn't build the wall. He never even tried to drain the swamps. I get frustrated. I'm a very, I'm all about efficiency, so I get really frustrated when I hear. But you don't think he fired a bunch of people? You know, he got rid of. Uh, Is the government smaller me? today than it was? Did oh, he shrink mean, the size of government? Zero. I like literally that, zero. I, I think that's a good point. But also, did he give you a right to fire uh, these? Uh, sure. You know how you get rid of positions? You balance the budget. See, when I balance a budget in New Hampshire, I have to do it every single year. That's where I say, hey, your department has 120 positions. We're going to cut that back to 110, and we're going to fill these positions here. So you think you could have done a better job shrinking yeah, it? Yeah, he didn't know how to do it through a budget process. But instead, he spent $7 trillion of your of our money more than we had. He's the most – Would you fiscally- know the pandemic? The pandemic, they made they – made, they shut down the – you thought – $7 trillion? Well, put it this way. $7 trillion? Would you say it doubled during the pandemic? The, what, the debt? The spending. They told the whole country to stop working and basically gave us money not to work. Yeah, you, but again, we spend, what, five or six trillion a year in this country? Like, he put seven in four years. Like, that, that's really bad. Right. That's really, really bad. I would like it to was see minus the pandemic. It was and, and if you yeah. did you like the tax reform? Oh, sure. Of course I did. Because yeah. the tax reform was supposed to, you cut the taxes, then you build the revenue. It that's wasn't right. immediately. Reagan did the same thing. That's right. So you cut it. In the beginning, you have a little bit of red, and it's supposed to come back. And next thing you know, the pandemic hit. I think that's that's a solid economic argument I just made. It, it is, but if you can't work with Congress, what's the point, right? If, you know, he says, well, Congress. People say, well, Congress stymied him from building the wall. Leadership gets it done, no matter what hand you're dealt, man. Whether you, we probably we could have a Democrats in Congress, we could have Republicans. In Congress. Who knows? You better get leadership that knows how to get something done, regardless of what they're they're dealt. He always complained that he couldn't work with his own Republicans. So what's going to happen when he's given Democrats? Nothing. It's going to stall. You put Nikki Haley in there. Well, now you got something. Now well, you got something. And then that really I think that uh, Kevin McCarthy for anybody would be know how to work Congress. But I, I talk. Great. The weird thing is, I talked to Speaker Ryan in his very first budget with Trump, and he called up. He says, "We only got 1.4 billion for the wall, but look who we got for defense. They don't want to give a dollar for the wall, but I'm just giving you an idea yeah. of he's going to blast. He's going to go on blast." But let you know. So then finally, after two years, Trump goes, we're repurposing defense spending. Yep. That's a resourcefulness, isn't uh, it? A, a little bit. But look, let, let me give you an example. In New Hampshire, I have the largest legislature in the country, 400 people, 201 Republicans, 199 Democrats, right? A, a, a slight majority with Republicans in the Senate. I passed a budget, balanced budget, unanimous, unanimous. I got ev- virtually every Republican and every Democrat to say, yes, we're on board. There's always a way to do it. Never let Congress tell you that we're too close. It's too tough to get stuff done. And a president can drive that, can use those powers of lever. He just didn't know how to do it. Why would we go backwards? That's all I'm right. saying. Uh, but you do know the Nancy Pelosi, if you talk to George W. Bush, even though he's nicer about it, she was a impenetrable wall to him. No. Don't you think? Uh, to him? Exactly right. And the next one will be too. So why would we hire a guy who gets outsmarted and outdone by a Nancy Pelosi? Let's get somebody in there that can actually drive it forward. Well, I would say, well yeah. she does control that. She house. was an impenetrable wall. So she was a stronger wall than Trump could overcome. Then Trump wasn't doing the job. I'm not trying to be- – look, I'm right. not anti-Trump. No, I just I'm say, just trying to bring that Republican party together. you don't like JFK either because JFK <laughs> got like basically – what did he get? The uh, UNICEF passed or what did he yeah. get? Um, well, I, I was. This is a little before my time, brother. Right, I, don't I know. know. Well, it's before me too. But I'm just saying that yeah. there are certain criticisms on Trump. Obviously, are there valid. Is. I just don't think that the wall with DeSantis brings up all the time. And Chris Christie, like I was there in the play-by-play of it. They were sacrificing one thing for the other. But I want to uh, get you on the other side. Also, you got the good news already that I'm coming to New Hampshire. So you have a reason. It'll be great. And now I'm. Go- you're also going to be on One Nation this weekend. It's a lot of Brian. It's a lot of Brian. Never enough, though. It's a lot, Could and it yet to never enough at the same time. Back in a moment. <laughs> 
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. From his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade. A couple of minutes for Governor Sununu, but uh, Governor will be at One Nation Saturday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you there. We're both going to wear, I'm going to wear a different outfit. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, can we go cash? I'm wearing a tie right now. You don't, don't have to. I don't wear a tie. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll, well yeah, I like your tie today. Looks right. Nice. Unlike yesterday. Big disappointment. <laughs> uh, and a couple of things. If you want to see me live on stage tonight, I'm going to be outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, talking about all my books. I should have brought your dad. Oh, that that, no, he would love, yeah, he'd love that. I've got to do New Hampshire. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be in Holland, Michigan, uh, basically America great from the start, just talking about our history. Are you amazed and you probably don't get much in New Hampshire, how much we have to fight for our history these days? Unbelievable. I just passed the a law that says you have to teach civics in our school. And we're, we're like rebuilding our entire textbooks around the New Hampshire and the U.S. Constitution. Um, it's everything. It's the foundation of everything. And that is fundamentally – people say, why is this happening in our universities and our young people? Because frankly, my generation, I think it's our fault, right? We didn't instill that in our kids. We didn't insist on it in our schools. And so I blame the kids, obviously, but let's also take it on a little bit as parents that we didn't drive this stuff early enough. We're only kind of talking about instilling civics and the value of that today where we should have been doing it 15 years ago. But just knowing, knowing our past, you bring up Jefferson had slaves. Absolutely. Washington had slaves. That's part of our story. You got to tell it. And then you get to the Civil War. And then what happened after? So what, whatever happened to that? That situation where you, you got Ron DeSantis getting labeled for banning books. It's not banning books. Saying appropriate books for the age. That's right. And then, again, I think the tip of the, 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 tip of the iceberg right now is the anti-Semitism in the universities, which I'm astounded by. You always know it's there a little bit, but the level at which it is coming out is unbelievable. I what think about in New Hampshire? No, we, we really have kept it under control. I, uh, we have a new president over at Dartmouth, for, considering it's an Ivy League. She's done a great job uh, letting people have, have a voice, but saying we're not going to tolerate hate and violence and all of this sort of thing and intimidation. Did you see at Syracuse, Jerry Seinfeld performing? They decide to protest and because he is pro-Israel. He's Jewish anyway. He should be pro-Israel. Jerry Seinfeld. Insane. It's insane. I mean, people, you know, when I love it when they go back and they're like Friends and Seinfeld and all these shows were, were you know, a, a racist and all this kind of stuff. It's like, give me a break. It's just they're searching for anything they can. But again, I think we have to take it on as parents. I think we have to constantly instill it in our kids. I don't care whether your kid is 6, 16 or 26. Have the conversation this Christmas. Civics matters. America matters. All right. And if your dad says you talk too fast, I think he's wrong. I thought he was the perfect. He's 85. He just can't keep up. Uh, You know he's smarter than you. My phone literally just buzzed on that one. (laughs) So, Governor, I'll see you tonight, Saturday night. It's going to be great. All right. Thank uh, you. Brian Kilmeade Show. Keep it here. Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow Podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.